Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. Something happened today, Ben. We had a team unveil a new logo. And uh, I don't... I'm not feeling it. So is it good? No. Is it bad? I, I think it's bad. Or is it dumb? I mean, dumb subjective. I think in this case, you just go good and bad. You like a logo or you don't? I'll subject it. It's dumb. <laughs> how is it dumb? I mean, I'm not arguing the point. Because I'm just asking how it's because dumb. Because they're getting a little too cute with the whole design. We, we should probably just, for the sake of good radio, uh, tell them what we're talking about. The oh. Los Angeles Rams unveiled a new logo uh, that pretty much looks like the Chargers logo attacked it, and it's upside down now. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, obviously, where this is a audio podcast, we don't have any video with this, so you have to Google new LA Rams logo yourself and see it. But I venture a lot of you will have the same reaction we did. What the hell is that? Yeah, that's about right. So I, I don't know what... If they think this is going to stir up some money... Or some trendiness to to get the market excited about the Rams being in LA. I don't think it's going to work. And no one's going to care, especially not because of that logo. Not since this is the second time the Rams have been in LA, and the Raiders have been in LA for three times. Uh, I, don't, I lost count. I, I was going to say I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's three times. Plus, they have the Chargers now who are a smashing success in L.A. I get L.A. is the second biggest market, but they don't care. And I don't understand that because as far as sports go, I I mean, basketball, obviously, they're huge in L.A. Yes. Uh, Baseball, I mean, fans are leaving about a third inning. They want to complain. They want their World Series. Right. Because the Astros and, and the whole sign-stealing scandal. But they wouldn't be there to see it happen because they leave after four innings. Right. They they, they they come in at the fifth and they leave in the third. Yes, I said that. Try to understand it because that's the L.A. fan. I'm going to just guess it's some kind of time zone conundrum. They're just, they're just odd people. Yeah. I don't really know how that makes even them for the alter World time Se- Even space. for the World Series, they're not, they're not showing up. Yeah. It's like Tampa Bay West. I'm still doing that math. I'm sorry. I apologize for getting you lost. Yeah. And and you would think anywhere you can plot football and it'll be successful, that is incorrect statement. L.A. is your exception. I, they just don't care enough to make it sustainable. Well, I had a hard enough time believing when the, when the Rams said, we're going back to L.A. Then the Chargers, who, were, as far as I know, Followed pretty heavily in San Diego. Yeah. Go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make that town that doesn't want one team support two teams. Correct. And, and I don't understand it. for what reason? I don't know. It's money. It's all about money. They couldn't get a new stadium in San Diego, much like the Rams couldn't get a new stadium in St. Louis. So what did they do? They moved to L.A. And now they're getting, new sta- they're getting a brand-new stadium. The Chargers are going to have to share it with the Rams because – they can't get their own, apparently. So, that's life. Great. But this this logo is supposed to do what? I guess make people talk about it, which, if that's the purpose, it is serving that purpose, but not in a good way. 
and it's not going to move the needle for the Rams. I'm sorry, especially when you utilize your assets to give to Todd Gurley, who is now on what team? The Falcons. Ah, yes. And your starting quarterback is what? Uh, Puppet. Yes. Good. You listen to me when I talk. Yeah, I kind of have to. I do the audio, so. Uh, It's just, it's a franchise that had a peak a few years ago, and it has been a just cataclysmic mess. But Sean McVay. I know, he is the second coming. Sean McVay. He's the greatest coach to never win anything. Ever. And every person that has even brought him coffee is just touched is just touched with gold and will lead your franchise to success except not it is abysmal and the franchise is just horrendous and just keeps wow. going into just it I don't even want to say it's going to mediocrity it's going into Bengals territory yeah it peaked and now it's going down real quick you overpaid Jared Goff by a mile yeah, Todd Gurley, that was a bad contract. Great player. Could still end up turning it around. They're wasting. But d- didn't see the injuries coming when it was part of his medical record. Yep. Signed him to a long deal. Had to eat a bunch of money to release him the other day. You got great receivers coming up. You got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks. Oh, Brandon Cooks has a few more years on that deal. Yeah. But you have Coop, uh, Cup and Woods coming up. Uh, you don't know what you're doing at running back. You're wasting the biggest, the generational talent. Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Yep. You can't afford to sign anybody else because you just gave up the farm to get Jalen Ramsey in a trade with the Jaguars. No, they did. They, they, they did get a free agent, or no? Technically, they resigned a free agent, Andre Whitworth. Yeah, the guy who wanted to retire after the Super Bowl lost two years ago. Yes, three year last deal. year again, depending how you do those things. Yeah, he signed a three year deal worth yeah. thirty million dollars at age thirty eight. And who wasn't sure he wanted to play and didn't play last season, if I'm correct. Uh, he was out for portions of the season yeah, last okay. year, so I don't understand what they're doing in totality. Uh, they in 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 a confusing move, and I get if they can't move the money around to make it work to eat the whole the whole twenty million this year, but they split the difference and they pushed cap. him to a a post June first cut. Now, basically, if you push a person to a post June first cut. You can now split any dead cap between this year and next year. Wait, Todd Gurley? Yes. Okay, so it's only March. It's only March. They're going to push him to a post-June 1st cut. Correct. They've already cut him. He's already signed with another correct. team. And correct. Man. I it's, it's the NFL. You need a master's in accounting just to be able to begin to look at this stuff uh, and not, yes, not have a headache. Okay. But it, well, it, yeah. it, it, it's stunning. It's really stunning. They, they think... Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna clean all our problems by putting this clean, classy, very elegant logo out as our new team logo. No. Well, I think it's a turd. Um. So, obviously, we're we're Patriots fans. Little bias towards the Pats logo. Correct. Half of my stuff has the Pats logo on it. So, if the Rams are so bad, excluding the Pats. Who do you think has – it can just be cool. You can just like the look. You can like the uniforms, whatever. Who has the best logo in the NFL? I'm going to have to say I am partial to the Falcons. Okay. I'd have to go Broncos. 
I, I like the logo. I think the uniforms look good. Look to the home uniforms. Good look to the away uniforms. Yeah. You got the mascot coming out riding on the actual Bronco at home games. I mean, that's about all I can say good about the Broncos. But I know this won't make me the biggest fan of anybody. Uh, but you know, I was on the Michael Vick bandwagon in the early two thousands. I thought they would get a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, well, it turned into a paddy wagon real quick. Yeah, so I had a uh, the jersey uh, hat and. I dropped about a hundred dollars on the Michael Vick shoes. Well, that seems a to be long time ago. poor investment. Speaking of poor investments, we got some more free agents. Just a few, not not a not lot. a ton. Not not going to overload you like the previous uh, couple episodes. Uh, it's kind of dwindling down now. Do we get a couple here and there? Even though there's some big names still out there, you get your your major action the first, you know, day, two, three, four days, and after that, it kind of dies down every now and then. So what do we got, Ben? What do we got? We have uh, Marcus Mariota signing a two-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Not only that, two years for $16 million. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's funny money to me. But for NFL contracts, yeah, a guy who was a former number one pick, still really young. Maybe the system didn't fit him in Tennessee. Maybe he's just not good. I don't know. Seemed to really have some sparks there. Two for 18 or two for 16, excuse me. Uh, that's kind of a steal, if, especially if Gruden can turn this guy into something. It's a sneaky way of trying to get around Tannehill because, the, you know, Titans only signed him for one year, and now they're paying him four years at $119 million. Maybe they're thinking they'll repeat that, but with Marcus Mariota. Now there is in, there is incentives in this deal, but it's not going to come close to what no. the Titans had to do. It's an interesting move. Because do it, do incentives come off the salary cap? I think if they're reached, yeah. Okay. So I think you have to have that money available. Allocated for that, yeah. Um, but it is it's intriguing to see if you can get that if that second year is worth it. The problem is is Derek Carr is still under contract for a couple of years. So clearly that would mean he probably if he turns into a pumpkin. He might have to get traded, and I don't know whether he's going to go. Derek Carr. Yes. I don't think he's going to be there. Come kickoff weekend. No. Really? No. I think I think Gruden saw enough in two seasons. So he's going to trade him, or is he going to put him on the bench? He's going to try to trade him. I don't. I don't see where there's New England is the only location, but. I think Carolina, they'll take it. They're taking everybody right now. No, they're, they're, yep. they're gonna have fourteen quarterbacks on, on opening weekend. So, no, I, I get I get what you're saying. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have a hard time seeing, especially if Miami goes quarterback in the draft. That really would negate them as an option. You're almost looking for. I hate to say this, someone gets injured in the uh, off season. You know, training camp, OTAs. Uh, Preseason games, yeah. They're probably looking at that as I don't want to say hopeful, but that's what they're probably looking for. Is someone gets injured, there's an option. Hey, Derek Carr is right here. But and I know the Chargers said they 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 want Tyrod Taylor or they're comfortable starting Tyrod Taylor until they see him on the field. Uh, yeah, but we've seen enough of Tyrod Taylor to know what he is. A good backup. There's not enough pieces but, in in San Diego to. To surround him. No, you. Can't. Well, that, that's the thing too. We're not talking about a star-studded team that just needs to uh, plug in a guy at center. 
under center, excuse me, and make it work. We're talking about a team, like you said, does not have the firepower, the pieces to put it around him to make up for his inadequacies. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason this guy's never been a starter for more than a few weeks. Like, you could probably put him on Tennessee and get, if you're if Derrick Henry's your starting running back, you could get to the playoffs with him as your starting quarterback. And they got the playoffs in Buffalo with him one year. And then he got shipped out of town because they drafted Josh Josh Allen and he was the second coming, so have a nice day. And he went to Cleveland and was crap because they were a crappy team. Well, he didn't even make it that whole first year he was a starter. No. So in in um in Buffalo, they had man, they had three or four different guys starting were, that yeah, year. They they were rotating, but he ended up being the starter by the end of the season and going. Oh, that's when they still had EJ uh, EJ Man. EJ Manuel. Yeah. And he was woefully over. Yeah, that was Kyle Allen was a few years after the the yeah. whole Tyrod Taylor experiment. Kyle Allen. Josh Allen. Um I can see their options popping up. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. I for some reason I feel like they they're gonna get to the point, depending on how much training camp is, because we don't know how much training camp there's going to be, OTAs, preseason, we don't know how much there's going to be. I think the condensed version would help Tyrod Taylor because you almost have to try to go with what you got. Whereas if you had a full offseason where OTAs are in June and then you have training camp starting in, uh, and maybe a passing camp's in May and then you have training camp starting the end of July, beginning of August – Maybe you find out after all the camps, Tyrod Taylor isn't it, and now you have to force yourself to trade for Derek Carr. So this might con- this condensed off season, if it happens, might actually help Tyrod Taylor. Good, good. I don't know. I I, I really don't think though. I'm uh, not that you know two for sixteen. Mariota has to come in as a starter, but I think I think Gruden has a plan for that team, at least in his head. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Derek Carr is part of that plan. I mean, realistically, you could sit on him for a year if you had to. And you still get – you're not getting great value for him anyway right now. It'd still be somewhat decent value. And then you'll be looking at teams, different teams next year. Teams like Tampa Bay, if Tom Brady has fallen off the cliff. New Orleans, if Drew Brees fell off the cliff – New England, if, if Jared Stidham didn't work out and they didn't tank enough to get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to tank. I'm just I'm – just a scenario. I'm putting out scenarios. Um, I mean, this is a – probably this one's probably going to be true when Nick Foles fails in Chicago and they don't have Mitchell Trubisky anymore. Maybe that's an option. I think Nick Foles is going to do good in Chicago. I think I'm in the minority here. You probably are. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a pro bowler. Don't get me wrong. But when your competition is, I have to be better than Mitchell Trubisky, dude, oh, well, that is not a lofty goal. I didn't say he was going to beat him out. It's just not going to be successful. I didn't say they're going to win the Super Bowl either. But I think it could be a respectable offense with a, um, I mean, with a great Khalil Mack. Yeah, my problem is, is I don't know if they'll figure out how to utilize David Montgomery still. Yeah, that is that is a problem too. If they can, and. 
you know, they can actually get some of those receivers to realize a quarterback can throw them the ball because Trubisky the last few years either overthrew him, underthrew him, or fumbled. So I don't think they're really sure on the Bears, like, what a quarterback's job is. They still don't know how to feel. They still don't know how to figure out how to use Tariq Cohen. As skilled an asset as he is, they don't know what to do with yeah. him. The last year was a lost season. Anyone who drafted him at all got got taken. Sure you know the what? The Bears barn. may still suck this year, but it, it won't. It won't be all Nick Foles' fault. I'll say that much. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm just putting out scenarios for next year. Yeah. Because I think Derek Carr will be a Las Vegas Raider this year. I don't know yet if he's going to be the starter. I want to see if if Gruden does start him. How much how much leash he's going to give him. I can't imagine very long. Because Mariota got probably more leash than he should have. Yeah. And By about a year and a half. I meant just just this past season. I think he got more leash than he, he probably should have. And it might have put, put the Titans in a better playoff position had he got less leash. Yeah. They could have won the division. And who knows Who knows what else could have happened. I don't think Mariota's bad. I just think he's injury prone. And I don't think that system... I think they were knew they were going to move on from him before they actually moved on from him. That system was not built for him. No. It didn't fit his play style. He wasn't really the same after getting injured. I think a change of scenery for him could do wonders. Especially or he could flop. I don't know. It's hard to tell the players like that. Especially since he was pretty much, after week four, I think it was, he pretty much was off. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of that division, though, interesting signing in Denver. Yeah. I like this signing. This is good. I like the signing, but uh, Melvin Gordon misread the markets. Yeah, he, yeah, he, well, <laughs> he didn't plan on Derrick Henry going completely, you know, insane last year and setting the market. See, good old Melvin thought he was going to be setting the market, and that was not the case. And he didn't play until week nine, ten? Yeah, I believe it was, yeah, it was, it was around there. I know it was the week they played the Dolphins. And, he wasn't world busters to begin with. World busters? I don't know what I'm trying. Gangbusters. That's well, world beaters and gangbusters, buddy. You gotta uh, combine that there. I like to put them together. Uh, he wasn't great at all during any aspect of the season. Now no. you can put that blame on Philip Rivers all you want, but I will contest if they had Melvin Gordon beginning of the season, training camp, off season OTAs. And, of course, he wasn't going to play in um, preseason games. But week one, he's ready to go. You have a different team. You have a different Melvin Gordon. But he just wasn't ready to play. And that's clear as, that's clear as day because we know he's talented. He wasn't injured at all. He just wasn't ready. Right. And look what you did to your market. Instead of getting this blockbuster deal – you get two and sixteen. The only thing I'll say is, he, again, much like with the Austin Eckler deal, oddly enough, talking about Gordon after Eckler, he'll get all that money. Yeah, he'll get the full sixteen. I'm sure there's some incentives in there, much like Mariota's deal. I mean, it's late. There's probably incentives in there. Um. So I mean, it's 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 a good move by Denver. Uh, because I think Melvin Gordon has shown, while he can be a game changer, he cannot be a twenty-five to thirty touch back a game 
and last the entire season. You get him 15 to 18. You throw Lindsey in there some. Uh, the other guy they have in there. Booker. Um, who? Booker. No, no, no. Not Booker. Um, thought it was Booker. The other kid they drafted a few years ago who Lindsey um, kind of overtook in the rookie year. Oh, Royce Freeman. Royce yeah. Freeman, yes. Those three, you have a really nice rotation. You could spread them out wide, have one play receiver, have one play running back. Do a whole bunch of different formations, especially with a young quarterback, good tight ends, some decent big body receivers. And that's what I said about that. I, I know I feel it felt like I was knocking um, Philip Lindsay multiple times, but I'll stand by it. He's not a starting running back. He's a number two behind a number one. They now have a number one in Melvin Gordon. He's a strong number two, though. He's a strong. He has talent. He has abilities. I'm not going to deny that. But his abilities are better utilized in a different different way. So I think what you're saying, more or less, uh, not a condemnation of the player or his talents. It's a kind of like what I said about Gordon. He can't carry 25 to 30 times a game or can't touch it 25 to 30 times a game. No, he needs to reduce He needs someone numbers. to give him a breather, yeah. reduce touches, be used in special situations. But he's definitely not a two. Melvin Gordon's not a two. He's a one. Oh, Gordon's like, a one. He's just a one who wears down very easily. Right, whereas if you give him some spot help. Right. But, I mean, honestly, if you look at it, he was projected to get a four-year, $33 million contract. 8.3 annually. So he got his, I guess he got his projected annual. Right. He just didn't get the long-term. And I'm sorry. I like Melvin Gordon. I like what he's done. He's going to be 28 when he goes into his new contract, uh, starting his Next free agency. That's a bad time for a running back because that is the cliff where it begins. Yeah, sometimes. oddly enough, that's about the beginning of the retirement home for uh, for running backs in the NFL. I mean, he, he it's advantageous because he didn't he's not thirty, so he might have an opportunity to get a three year deal worth some money, but it's not going to be crazy money. He's not setting the market, and he is. The fifth-ranked running back as far as average uh, average yearly. But he didn't set the market. Really? At $8 million, he's the fifth-ranked? Yeah. Wow. That's what, that's what it says. Um, or, no, I'm sorry. That was projected market value. Oh, okay. So I don't know what he is right now because uh, everything's not done yet. So I don't want to put it on there yet. But... It may be top top ten. Well, I think it's a good signing, as I, I think we agree on yeah. that. For the money, it's great for Denver. It's great for Gordon to go somewhere different. It's great for Freeman and Philip Lindsay to have somebody to help them carry the load behind the backfield in Denver. And I think, honestly, something like this could extend Gordon's career a little bit because you got a guy like Lindsay and Freeman who can carry it who can receive. He doesn't he is the number one. But again, he doesn't have to carry the constant number one workload. They can kind of divide it up and put them all in unique situations that best fit their skill set. If if I was Phil Lindsay, what I would do is try to pattern my career out of James White. Cuz we know what James White is. Right. If you're a New England fan, you love James White, you remember James White in the Super Bowl. I think he got he tied the receptions yep. in a Super Bowl. 
He should have gotten the MVP. Yeah, he should have that year, yeah. We, we know this. But during the season, James White is not a world beater because they have to watch his workload. Right. Because we know what happens. The one year I think they tried it, he wore down he as down his really, season yeah. goes. And he never had it. he's never had a catastrophic injury, but he wears down. Whereas if you parse him through the season, then as you get to the playoffs, now you can utilize, especially if you get to the Super Bowl with him fully healthy, then you just – because I have never seen James White do a goal line carry like he did in the Super Bowl. On the two-point conversion, I believe it was. He did a couple of them. But it was a run. Yeah. It wasn't a pass. It no. was a run. I think it was the two-point conversion, and it was obviously – it looked like it might have been short, but it wasn't short. But I've never seen him determined during a running play that I saw him there. Dude, he scored He scored the, the second-to-last touchdown. Yep. Then it got a two-point conversion, and then he ran in that last one in overtime. Talking about the Falcons game in 51. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it, like you said, he's normally not a goal. He's not. He's not their goal line back. Right. But, but they used him in that situation because they knew what they, the effort they would get out of him because he could put all of his energy into that one game. Right. That's what Philip Lindsay needs to do. He needs a pattern in his career after James White. Maybe not exactly. Maybe he has a little bit more. He's. I think he's a little bit. He seems to be a little bit bigger than uh, James White. I think he is, yeah. So he might have better abilities to catch the ball out of the backfield, better route running maybe. Although James White, I tell you, he runs some crisp routes. So it's just a matter of what Philip Lindsay wants his career to be. If he thinks he can be the lead back, he might be mistaken, and it might be realization that he should have – years ago started patterning his career after James White. Because James White, coming out of college, I think he was a third, somewhere between three and five in uh, rounds. And he did not play at all his first year. No. And he knew, he seemed to figure out real quick what he was because he learned from Shane Vereen. And Shane Vereen learned from Kevin Falk. Ah, uh, Kevin Falk. If you're a Pats fan, you love Kevin Falk. And I'm sorry I'm going too deep into the Patriots, but that's that's the lineage of the third down back in New England. It went from Falk to Vereen to James White. And there's a couple of guys spread it, sprinkled in there. Adina yeah, Woodhead. There is. One of our next guys on the list, one uh, of them yes. who left unceremoniously, Mr. Uh, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis left, uh, was very mad upset. at the Patriots. Very upset. They did not pay him. They did not throw the throw the bag at him, I believe is how he put it. Yes. And two years after he signed that contract with the Titans, he is released and had to go sign a one-year proving deal with the Giants. By the way, there's no numbers out yet for this deal. It's just one-year deal. So I think don't... it's third in line for catering. Okay. And they pay half of his hotel on now, the road. Now, did did Tennessee get any compensation, like a bag of balls? Just or... an apology for okay. spending that much money on a system player. Okay. Well, I mean, he's got a home. Unfortunately, the the top dog is one Mr. Saquon Barkley. Oh, he's there's, there's he's not there's no way even Deion Lewis is arrogant enough to believe he's going in there to be the guy. I know, but you never know. 
No, he know he knows he knows what his role is here. I just made a whole bunch of jokes about him, but he is in the right system. He is a very talented and useful player. But and I think he'll do okay with New York. Young quarterback. They want to move. The, they want to move the ball out of the backfield, not just running, passing plays. Yeah. They don't want to have to use much like you just said with Lindsey. I mean, Saquon is obviously an A number one stud. Yes. I mean, you could him. Christian McCaffrey, 1A, 1B, flip a coin, pick one. I'd personally go McCaffrey just because I've seen him for longer. Uh, But that's no knock on Saquon. If I had to choose Saquon, I wouldn't be disappointed. But you want him to keep that up as long as he can. You need someone who can come in, who can rush if they have to. You can catch a few balls out of the backfield. Deion Lewis has great hands. Yeah, he does. Great hands for a running back. Still has some speed. Yep. I he mean, wasn't he, injured. I don't think I don't remember being injured much at all in Tennessee. I don't believe so. But I mean, so, he, he's really, really a nice piece. Probably didn't cost him that much money. Can not. spell Saquon, so Saquon's not getting beat up. I think it's a really good move by the Giants. Although, if I'm the Giants, I still draft a running back. Oh yeah. To pair to try to pair with Dion uh, to p- try to pair with Saquon Barkley, because you never know. This he could be Darren Sproles, and Darren Sproles played forever. But he could fall off and be, I don't know, pick your third down back that just fell off. I don't have a name off the top of my head, but for some reason I have Darren Rolls on the top of my head. But I would definitely get a, a draft of a rookie to make sure that I have a guy spelling Saquon Barkley the entire season because you just don't know. I mean, Dean Lewis has had serious knee injuries before. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how he ended up on the Patriots. Right. And he had a serious knee injury with the Patriots. Yeah. They, so get, they take a chance on him. They actually signed him to a contract extension the offseason when he had the knee injury with the Patriots. But he had a knee injury in college, and he had one with the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Yes. Philadelphia Eagles, yes. Oh, Sproles? No. Deion Lewis. I remember Deion Lewis playing with the Eagles. He was drafted by the Eagles. Oh, okay. Because he was, because he was there when Lashawn McCoy was there. Because Lashawn McCoy was with Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh. Right. And then, then the, the running back that took over was Deion Lewis at Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, Lewis was kind of a journeyman before he found his home in New England for a yeah. few years. But then but. he, you know, wanted to follow the money. Oh. That's what happens sometimes. That's that's you know that's like he told the Patriots, this is uh, when when the Tex, uh, Texans, when the Titans beat them uh, last year, the year before last, the year before, and he said, "This is what happens when you don't pay players." Well, Dion, that's why they don't pay players like you, because you're talented, you're athletic, you're a system player. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, but. You don't have to be an a-hole on the way out. so No, you don't. You you could have been. Um, we know we know what the Patriots and what Bill is. And they're a little, especially Bill is a little gruff, and he will not compliment a player unless they're leaving. And sometimes he doesn't even do that. Like, he'll usually have a, a speech for a player retiring. Sometimes he even doesn't do that because they never did it with, I don't think he ever did one for Gronk. But you don't have to be going out the door because they didn't want to pay you. 
Go get your money somewhere else. So I don't recollect hearing much out of Logan Ryan when he got his fat contract. So him being a free agent right now does leave the door open for Bill to bring him back. Not to say Logan Ryan would go to New England because I don't think they need a corner. But you still leave that door open. Whereas Deion Lewis, I mean, if he has, if he had abilities that Bill liked and the dollars were right, he'd bring him back. Sure. But the dollars would have to be specifically right. Whereas he might be more lenient with someone like a Jamie Collins. He might give him a little bit extra because even though Jamie Collins caused some problems, he didn't he didn't fire back, I don't believe, when he was shipped to Cleveland. I don't think so. Nothing, nothing drastic. I mean, Bill's brought back plenty of guys. Deion Branch, Jamie Collins. But Deion Lewis kind of was it's it's kind of sits there as one of the examples of someone firing back at Bill. And it came back to bite him. Yeah. Unless, and, you're, Ty, uh, unless you're Ty Law. That's well, the only person I can think of. Yeah. Well, Ty Law really don't care either way. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Ty's going to say what's on his mind. And he's, he's got the game to back it up. So, And I don't believe we touched on, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the uh, the Rams, but we didn't touch on Todd Gurley getting released by the Rams. Did we talk about that? We touched on it real quick. Todd but... Gurley was released by the Rams. And very quickly... Signed by the Atlanta Falcons. On a one-year, $6 million deal. I, okay. I don't see the downside. I mean. Other than uh, you're the Falcons and you couldn't spend the money on Austin Hooper. but Yeah, you signed a terrible defensive player. Yes. Or a terrible contract to an overrated defensive player. I mean, and then you had to let Devonta Freeman go for probably a little bit less or more than you're going to play Todd Gurley. And you had to cut Desmond Trufant. And it's it just the Falcons are uh, financially a mess. But Todd Gurley is a good signing. If he stays healthy, he's a game changer because he hasn't gone through all the abuse because he's unfortunately been off the field injured with other, other problems. Right. If those problems don't bear the ugly head, it's a guy who still has something in the tank for a few seasons. Could be a really nice pickup for the Falcons. Or they could Falcon it and... and Honestly, the whole organization right now is a, a mess. Yeah. Just a mess. And I stated it already. I think I've already stated it. But I think by, by bye week, depending on when the bye week is, I think Dan Quinn's gone. Because there's no, oh, there's yeah. no yeah. second half of the season surge that's going to save his no. job. He's. I don't see that this year. He's done. I think after this, before the season ends, and these Dante Fowler Jr. contract is just god awful. I don't care that it's only three years; it's, uh, it's terrible, and it's, it's the kind of franchise crippling financial move the Falcons and other lousy teams, front office wise, continue to make. And, and I'm just no excuse at, for it. I'm just looking at this, Chris. They got Hayden Hurst, who's a first, former first-round pick. He's not. I don't think he's gonna make. He's making that that crazy amount of dollars. And they have, they got a fourth round from Baltimore, which is a lower fourth-round pick, correct? Yes. And they gave up a fifth-round pick, which is a higher fifth-round pick, and a second second-round pick, which is a a little higher. There's money going out the door because if you factor in the rookie reserve for the draft picks, right? 
you factor in Dante Fowler Jr.'s contract, it's three and forty-eight. Obviously, it's not. It's average annual of sixteen. Now it's obviously not sixteen each year. It's different, and then you have Gurley's one one and six. I found the money there for Austin Hooper. I did. I don't understand why they didn't find it. Maybe they did, and he had no interest. I didn't think of that. Maybe, maybe. he just saw. Maybe he didn't feel like re-upping for, you know, three to five years with a franchise that is so poorly mismanaged. They did. The, the Rams did the same things the Falcons did. They had their peak. They couldn't sustain it because they went all in on these contracts, all peaked around the same time. And then they had to start cutting players. And their overpaid players, latter years in their contract, the big years, started kicking in. They couldn't sign anybody. They couldn't, sure as hell couldn't trade them. Whatever you think of Matt Ryan, even if he was Matt Ryan in his prime, what he's making this year, you can't move that contract. There's no way that makes sense. I'm not going to sit here and bash on Matt Ryan. Guy's had a real nice career. He's been a really good stat collector, but I mean, he's not done yet. I think he's kind of on the back end of his prime. But I mean, if I'm Austin Hooper, I mean, even though Cleveland wasn't what everybody thought they were going to be last year, you got a young quarterback who has potential, outstanding running back, an offensive line that's getting even better. So you're not going to be asked to just block. All right. Talented receivers. Boisterous, but talented. Uh, underrated defense. Exciting atmosphere. You know Cleveland's going to sell out every game. Like that's that's just what they do. They you don't you, you don't the dog pound does not have empty seats in it. Why would you not want to go there? As opposed to you know, Atlanta. Atlanta's I, I, the city. I'm sure the city's. Awesome. Oh, nothing against the city. I don't know. Not, nothing about the city. But, but I'll tell you right team. now, it is bad for pro sports. College sports, that's a different story. Because they have the one they are that is SEC country for both basketball and football. And they are diehards. Oh, rabid fans, yeah. But you go to the pros in football, baseball, basketball, and their former former hockey team, by the way, Chris. They had a hockey team. Yeah. Fair and season. it left. Yeah. And they can't imagine why they can't pull for, except for that run for the Braves, they can't pull for for the attendance for their their new their new stadium with the Braves. But even look even look at the Braves, even after uh, the Olympics that year, and they got that new they got that stadium. They just moved into the stadium they used for baseball, Fulton County Stadium, or was that that was before? I think it was Turner Field. Right, Turner. It turned end up being Turner Field, and then they have the new one now. They were. Winning the division every year. They were incredibly successful. Two World Series, and, one World Series win. Yeah, but they, they couldn't keep people in the stands because... They still couldn't pull it, even with this exciting team that they had now. Yeah. They, they still can't pull nothing. And then with the Falcons, between the Vic years and the Matt Ryan years, they still can't pull. Like, they, they peaked during the Michael Vick years because Michael Vick is from... I, I Yeah, he's from Virginia because he went to Virginia Tech. But they felt... Close to Michael Vick because he was exciting. He was entertaining. You didn't right. know what was going to happen when Mike was on the field because he could take a drop back pass and then just run it for 60, 65 yards. Right. And then the basketball team, I mean, the basketball team 
has been good. Over the past 15 years, they've been good. They had some really good teams that went into the playoffs. They still couldn't pull nothing. No. Their best player, Al Horford, left the team a few years back and went to Boston. And it was a mind shift to go from Atlanta to Boston because you go to the TD Bank right now, obviously you're not going right the second, but you go there any time of the year, it is packed, it is loud, and you're, if you're an opponent, you feel it. And oh, yeah. when you're yep. a home team, you definitely feel it. So Atlanta just, I'm sorry, for pro teams, it's just bad. And I don't, I don't know how to fix it, really, because they've tried so many ways. I mean, even the, I don't remember, remember when it happened, but they've even tried to pump uh, stadium noise into the stadium. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work so to well. To help out. Yeah, and no. what happened to them? They got caught. Yeah. But didn't hear much about it cuz, you know. No, cuz it's Atlanta Falcons the and they just got their hands slapped and that was the end of the story. But you have a point on Matt Ryan. It's he does handcuff the team. Next year it's almost 40 million dollars. Yeah. For a guy who's 18% of your 18% of the salary cap is going to one person. One person. Well, and it's, I don't know, I don't want to say to that. Since we're talking about, we had a little. I had a little uh, activity. Yep. For lack of a better term, I guess. When he started looking at some of the free agents, and I thought it'd be fun to. Some of it we talked about recently, but kind of condense it all, and kind of go short form on on each topic. Mm-hmm. Best and worst free agent moves. It can be best team, best single move. During free agency, it doesn't have to actually be just a free agent signing. It can be a trade. It can be a free agent signing. It can be, um, well, it would only be trade or free agent signing. But the best move, worst move, I got a couple here. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what do you think? So I'll give you three things. One real quick. I've already gone over this. This is probably, and I'll stand by this. This is the best move the entire offseason. And I will contest anyone to argue with me. The Darius Slade exactly to what Philadelphia I had Eagles. Yeah, that's what I had too. For a third and a fifth is by far the best move in this offseason. They stole him, which is which is completely legal, by the way. I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking the I Eagles. Am, I think it's brilliant. Without something else happening, I am taking the quote that when the Patriots acquired Corey Dillon, legalized theft. That yeah. is what that is. Yeah, it was a brilliant a, move. A three and a five for a top five, nay, top three corner in the league. In his prime. In his prime. And then you sign him immediately to a three-year extension for $50 million, which the way the, the corner market's going, it's just going to, is go going to be a value for someone of his ability in a few years. And he's still making bank. He's not going to care. It may not go up next year, but Chris, I, I believe it was two years from now, was when the big boys hit. Your Tredavious White. Well, Ramsey's next Griffin. year. Huh? Ramsey's next offseason. And Ramsey, Ramsey. So Ram, I think Ramsey and another person are by themselves, and then the big boys hit yeah. the following season, and it's just it's just going to be haywire. Like you saw some of these deals that happened this year, and some people got. I feel like some people got undercut a little bit, but when these big boys get on the market, when if White gets on the market, there's no there's no cute little deal that's going to happen. He is going to get top. Oh yeah, market. for sure. And, and Shaquille Griffin will be right behind him. Jair Alexander will be right behind him as well, depending on how all pro 
susses out the next few years, Pro Bowls, Super Bowl appearances, all that will factor in. This is the best move. And the Eagles should be ecstatic. And I'll still state it now. You need to continue. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, Eagles fans should be ecstatic also because this is a guy who's going to reshape your secondary. He already has. He will, for this era, he will shut down half the field. And that actually was my best move, far and away, too. I can't say, and I, I know we said it when we talked about it originally, but it is just, it's a value. You gave up almost nothing for it. Yeah. It, it was a steal. And hats off to Eagles because that's, that's, in my opinion, a move of the offseason, trade or free agent, anything so far. And how does, how does just to add on to this, because the three and a five are from the Eagles, Eagles are a playoff team, so we're talking 20s, right? I think it was 20s. For what? The the Eagles were in the 20s. Oh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. So this is low-end three, low-end five. Yeah. How does a disciple of one Bill Belichick, and I'm referring to Matt Patricia and the GM Bob Quinn, both from New England Patriots, let this happen? Because Belichick's the mad scientist. They're not. That's why. I don't know. I don't know how they how they couldn't get more than a three and a five from anybody else. And I get he was not happy. Uh, I get there was a fractured relationship between uh, Patricia and Darius Slay. But they kind of made it work last year because this relationship was fractured the year before, his first year. So they made it work. And now they just a three and a five. Bill O'Brien is the delightful of Bill Belichick also. And he traded the best receiver in the league. You can question that, you know, one of the top three, two, three receiver in the league and DeAndre Hopkins for a washed up running back in a fourth round pick. The year after he traded the former first overall pick to, for a uh, fourth round pick and two middle of the road linebackers. Yeah. And then he got a promotion for that move. Yep. So, I mean. And I hate, I hate, to, I hate to keep piling on Bill. Do you know who's also on that tree? Thomas Dimitrov. He's the GM of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. So. That's I, painful. I, they say sometimes that things skip a generation. Uh, when it comes to the Belichick coaching tree, it kind of just stops at him. And I don't know who the GM for the um, the uh, Miami Dolphins is offhand. I don't think there's a relation, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But we know Brian Flores is connected to Bill. Uh, I'm just hoping that that doesn't continue there because they made they made a fantastic move for the Lar- for Laramie Tunsil. I mean, you yanked that out of uh, was two first, right? Two oh first yeah, and a second. two first for Tunsil. Yeah, you pulled that away from uh, Bill O'Brien. I mean, that's a that's a bold move. I'm just hoping what we did, what they what they did this offseason doesn't continue a narrative of ineptitude in GMs and coaches that fall off the Bill Belichick tree. I don't I don't really care because they're going to other teams, so it just makes it easier for Patriots. So True. They can be inept as they want to. So my uh, best move I'm we, gonna go whole team. You just said your best move. My best but my best as a whole team. Okay. Like the entire team. Yep. So these may not be moves by themselves great, but as a whole. The Denver Broncos. 
Yeah, they've been real sneaky. You go sneaky get yourself. You go get yourself a ta- tackle. Glasgow's a tackle. You get Melvin Gordon, running back. Corner. Great money. Corner, A.J. Bouye. I know he's on the back end of his career, but it's still a bold move. You go get Jarrell Casey for a second. A.J. Bouye is on the back end of his career? Well, he's not He's not in the front end either. Middle? This is, this is, I'm just, this is, a, it's going to sound like criticism, but it's just, it's funny to me, though. It's meant with humor. Anyone who's played for more than three seasons, you're all ready to ship out of the league and send That's them to retirement home. Accurate. Like, I, like Saquon Barkley, after this season, will be just rubbish to you. I do mistake in some players sometimes for how long they've been in the league because I feel like they've been in the league for quite a few years. But I know A.J. Boye's been in the league for, because this is his third team. I thought he was He's drafted 20. by the uh, drafted by um Texans. Oh, was he? Yes. Okay. So he's 28 years old. So he's not No. Nah. Depending on how how much he can get out of him. Maybe he's not on the back end of career. He's not injury pro and then he's still in good, you know, he's obviously still in good shape. But he could play quite a while longer. True. Jarrell Casey for a 7th. I think that's a great move. Sure. I don't I I don't know the motives behind the Titans. Well, actually I do. Money. They needed it because they can't sign two players. They tagged Justin Simmons. I don't know much about the kid, so I don't know if it's a good move or a bad move. But as a whole, you've, I think you've moved your team forward, and now you put Drew Locke in position to be your starting quarterback, and maybe he's shows what he did last year, but more. You have Cortland Sutton as your number one. You have some nice pieces. No offense there. Tight end, I believe. Yes, no offense, they're tight end. It's a sneaky team. And they've done it well because even if Drew Locke doesn't end up being a superstar, if he's adequate and is a above-average game manager, yes, that team can still win a lot of games in that division. Maybe they can't compete with the Kansas Cities with that high-flying offense. Maybe they can. But they take a hit. Who knows? But if Kansas City takes a hit. Right. Because they still haven't finished, right? And there's still lingering thoughts. They might have to say goodbye to Sammy Watkins. Oh, they should. There's no way they keep him. You take Sammy Watkins out of it, and Tyreek Hill misses any time. Now you're just down to McCrow Harmon. Because they haven't re-signed yeah. uh, Demarcus uh, Robinson. So uh, what else you got? Worst team, collectively. This is going to stun you. New Orleans Saints. Hmm. Okay. They signed... That's some bad signings. They, they signed Andres P. to a five-year, $57.5 million contract. They signed Malcolm Jenkins, who I will state again, and maybe the Eagle fans can echo this or they can repute it. I think he most a, of what I've seen, they're going to agree with you on this. He is a, a little bit of a malcontent, and he caused some issues in that backfield for the Eagles. Four-year, $32 million. The Emmanuel Sanders deal, I don't know how that'll shake out. It's 2-16. and 16. I don't think that's a bad deal, that one. I just, I'd be interesting to see where it ends up because maybe he gets a little sour grapes because he felt like he should have got more. I don't know. That is just opinion. That is not anything I've read. And the Drew Brees, two years for $50 million. I think that's going to be a mistake on two fronts. One, because I think we started to see drop-off this postseason. 
Because that wasn't the Saints that we saw when Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback. No. Two. Just like his previous contract and just like Tom Brady's previous contract, they have kicked dead cap down the road. And they're going to need to re-sign certain big-ticket players. So in three years, after his contract's done, they have $11 million in dead cap. Now they can kick it. I think they'll be able to kick it between two years. But that means six and a half million. Yeah, is yeah. probably five and a half or five and some change, is guaranteed dead cap in two years. And what is Drew Brees going to be the next two years? Because if he's nothing, then you're done, and you're wasting Michael Thomas's prime years. And Alvin Kamara, that's probably one of the players you're probably mentioning. Yes. What are you going to do with him? Despite a under average for his first two seasons, uh, season last year, he's still going to cost you. Oh, if he has a, a year similar to his first two in year number four, yeah. he's going to cost you a lot of money next year. If he has one similar to the, this past season, it'll be a little bit more reasonable. But regardless, it's still going to be cost prohibited. And after two years, you're going to need to find a new quarterback. And you've already allocated. If Taysom you, Hill, he's your future. No. I'm sorry. Did you even mention the fact that they franchised him? Did they franchise him? Yeah. No, they didn't franchise him. They transit. I think they transitioned. Transition? Oh, uh, they, okay. No, they uh, gave him a, a round tender. So you have to, if you match his contract, then you have to give up that uh, round of a tender. And uh. I think it was like a third or a fourth. Um, but he's not getting much. He's He's... He's not good. He's good for what he position. For what he is, yeah. That's it. He's just not good. That's why. That's why. And that's why I picked the Saints. I just. It's a sneaky bad off season. Well, my list isn't going to take too long because we agree on quite a few things. I uh, I kind of cheated, and I had more than one move, in each position in case we agreed. Okay. My my best move, by far. Again, not going to get into it again, but it was the Darius Slay. To the Eagles. Of course. Phenomenal job. Great signing. Uh, my second best, we talked about earlier, Melvin Gordon, two for 16. A guy still in his prime with a lot of talent. Put him in the right system. He could bring you over that hump. Uh, worst moves, Bengals tagging A.J. Green. Oh, God, yeah. Just abysmal move. That is t- horrible. Uh... Titans, vastly overpaying for Ryan Tannehill and crippling their team's financial future for an injury-prone quarterback who had one pretty good year. I still like your theory. Not even a full season. Doing the the, the reverse, tagging Tannehill and giving... Yep, signing Henry. Henry yeah. to the extension. Because at least you know you're getting two or three years out of him. Most mind-boggling move, Bill O'Brien trading... A top, 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 top tier, potentially future Hall of Fame, dominant 1A receiver and DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick to the Cardinals for the ghost of David Johnson and a second-round pick. I can don't. I, can I, I ask you something real quick? That? How pissed off are the three other teams in the NFC West – that they basically just got DeAndre Hawkins gift wrapped to him. Oh, yeah, probably pretty pissed. Like, that is just disgusting. 
That is, I, I, yeah, I'm probably about as mad as the other teams in the uh, in the NFC East are that the Eagles just got Darius Slake gift wrapped to them, essentially. <laughs> so, I, too, picked the worst team. The worst, I guess, not just the last free, the free agency period, but the overall offseason. Yeah. Got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I can't argue with that one. Uh, Calais Campbell... You know, Walter Payton, Man of the Year award winner, all-around good guy, phenomenal player no matter where he's played. He pretty much just spit in his face and traded him for a fifth-round pick just to get rid of him. Could have gotten more, didn't want to deal with it, didn't want to deal with doing the right thing for your organization and actually doing your due diligence and seeing what you could get for him. Trade A.J. Boye yep. for next to nothing, fourth-round pick I believe it was, after trading Ramsey. You just you knew this defense was falling apart. You tag Yannick Njaku, who does not want to play for you because he knows he can sign wherever he wants, can play for a contender, and compete for a championship, and he doesn't want to be stuck in the black hole that is Jacksonville. Oh, and by the way, they also traded last year's big free agent pickup, Nick Foles. Ah, uh, yes. Who they paid a very handsome salary to to come in and be the guy. Then he got hurt, and somehow they knew after he got hurt he wasn't the guy. So they traded him for almost nothing, took that dead cap, so they can have Gardner Minshew throw to DJ Shark 20 times a game, and the Jaguars can lose by a 30? Maybe? You didn't mention Justin Schobert, free agent signing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't. The I didn't. five-year $53.75 million to a linebacker. Piss poor management, piss poor organization. Abysmal. If I was a Jags fan, I'd be furious. Even more furious than the team for re-signing Blake Bortles when they knew he was a dumpster fire. Even for the fact that the team is seemingly on the surface trying to be the first European team. Because they seem to be increasingly playing more games in London. I, I think I, I think they should just... You know, I don't even have a joke for this. I don't. I was gonna to try to say something funny, like There's creative. Nothing. It's just sad. Just whatever. It, it really is. It's like I can't even say anything that's gonna pile on them more than they've already done to themselves. All I can do is point out god awful management, and and make sure everybody else knows about it too, so you don't mistake this team for a respectable organization. Do you know how we we have the. A few weeks ago, we talked about the top of the draft and, and how there's this theory floating around about Joe Burrow. Yeah. May or may not want to go to Cincinnati. And now the the Bengals may be looking at Tua or Justin Herbert at number one, or maybe they'll trade down. I just, a light just popped in my head as you were talking. Because I remember earlier, I'm like, who's going to be the worst team in the league next year? And it just clicked. Jacksonville Jaguars will be the worst team in the league. Oh, yeah, for sure. They will have the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence. Right. Trevor Lawrence is probably not going to, I don't want to say what I'm going to really want to say, but he's not going to mess around. I feel like he might pull any, he actually might pull an Eli Manning or dare I say a John Elway. Just say I'm not going to go play in Jacksonville. And flat out refuse. I will not play there. Do not draft me. He might. He might go to the number two team, whatever that might be, and say, yes, I'll go play for you, but I'm not going to play for them. And they might be forced to trade that first pit, first overall pick, and it will be devalued because 
he doesn't want to play there. And that other teams know that. You lose power position if the player flat right. out says it. Joe Burrow, we can bandy about whether or not that's true or not, but he hasn't flat out said it. Once, I mean, San Diego got, or no, the Giants got pretty good value, I think, right? Yeah, no, they, they the, got. The Chargers got good value when they traded. They got Phillip Rivers, and I believe they swapped some later round draft picks also. But they didn't get the greatest of value. No. Like, if the Bengals traded, if the J- Bengals traded the first overall pick to the Miami Dolphins, and they're holding their, their feet over the fire because if the Dolphins are concerned that one of these teams is going to jump up and get Tua or Justin Herbert, and maybe they want to decide between Herbert, Borrow, or Tua, one of those other first-round picks are going to Cincinnati. Next year, you could be, we could be seeing an even worse version of Eli Manning and John Elway holding the Jacksonville Jaguars up and just saying, I'm not going there. Because Trevor Lawrence, all he's done at Clemson is win, except for the 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 uh, BCS or the championship game this year. But he literally, all he's done is win. You know, normally I'm not a fan of that kind of thing, but after seeing that as, as poorly managed as the Jaguars are, I couldn't fault him for that. I would tacitly endorse. Couldn't fault him at all. I would tacitly endorse him doing that. Yeah. And, and honestly, if I'm Justin Fields, which is probably likely the number two quarterback right now on next year's You better draft. hope he doesn't because you don't want to end up there. <laughs> he'll do, he'll he might do the same thing. It's like I'm not going there either. And they might have a problem. They might have a problem as an organization. The Jaguars have to players. sit out the 2021 season cuz no one wants to play for their p- pathetic franchise. Well, one more piece of business. Well, actually, it's it's two. Oh, you have two. I only uh, one yeah, down I here. I know I got one there, but I remember I wanted to talk okay, about this. What do you got? Um which one do you want to end on? This one's an interesting point. And then we have the other. I, I, I can't know it until you tell me, so right, let's so share the news. I, I wanted to. It was brought up on the radio today, and I brought it up with you earlier. It's really interesting, the the projection for the 2021 starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Yeah. I, I, I said that. 2021. Yeah, yeah supposedly. Suppose, so, so the number five is 901 Dak Prescott. Number four is Kyle Trask. I believe he's the starting quarterback for the Florida Gators. College football. 700-1. Tied for second is Jared Stidham and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, the starting quarterback for Clemson Tigers. The number one, 300-1, is Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. And the Texans are just giving away good players, so why not go for it? So, so... This has me thinking, because he also tweeted something out. I don't have it in front of me, but he tweeted out an interesting about how breaking up duos. I don't know if it was a lyric from a song or a, a quote from a movie, but something about how breaking up duos and he doesn't know how he's going to survive the year. Again, I don't know what context was. You can go look at Deshaun Watson. I think it was on Twitter. You can look at his as a Twitter uh, feed and see what he said. If I'm the Patriots and I see that, why don't I try to roll the dice this year? Go talk to Billy O'Brien since he's in a move in, in a mood to literally hand you players. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean you don't have a second round pick, but hey, 
maybe they'll take a third and a second the next year. Because honestly, if they don't have to give up a first-round pick for Deshaun Watson, I will remove legalized theft from D Darius Slay, and I will place it onto Deshaun Watson trade. Well, here's the thing. Deshaun Watson's phenomenal quarterback. Yes. And I think under the right tutelage, he could become even better. Yes. You get a, a genius like Belichick instead of a grumpy old man like Bill O'Brien, you could see something really special with that kid. He's getting killed. Well, that's exactly what I was getting at is he was getting killed last year with DeAndre Hopkins. What is going to happen this year when, even if they can run the ball, they can stack the box because they have nothing at receiver. Will Fuller is a phenomenal talent who's, unfortunately for him, injured more often than not. Yep. You have nobody that can stretch the field. Kenny Stills is not a number two. He's not a number two. He's not a number one. And who's that, the other one? Uh, Kute? Yeah. He's – it's hard to tell what he is because we've only seen certain you know, flashes because he's been injured as well or not on the field because they had the other three starting. Right. If you're Watson, you got to be counting the minutes until your contract is up. Oh, he's he, – so unfortunately he's got the fifth-year option still. So he's got. I think the. I think this is this year. Uh, he's from the seventeen class, right? He's from the Mahomes class. Seventeen, right? I believe so. Yeah. So this is their. This is his fourth season. Fourth. And they'll have to pick up his fifth year option. May I think it was, and they'll pick it up, obviously. Oh, of course. But here's the scary part: if you're Deshaun Watson, so you have two more seasons left, right? Because the team can pick it up whether you like it or not. Then there's a franchise tag. Yeah, potentially multiple. Well, you can go up. I think you can keep going up and up and up, but after the th after the second season, it becomes very cost prohibitive for you to franchise tag the starting quarterback. Which is why Washington, after two seasons, said, "No thanks, just move on." But he's not going to sign a long term. I don't think he's going to sign a long term contract. It just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like. Survival instinct should tell you don't sign a long-term contract yeah. with Tennessee Titans, uh, Houston Texans. It just doesn't seem right, and maybe that's his thought process because now he does not have a elite wide receiver. And guess what? He didn't get a first-round pick for them to go get one. No, this this team is going nowhere, and they're just there. If I were watching, I'd tell him, I'd be like, "Look, you obviously can't make the moves. Yeah, just trade me." Just, just rebuild. Arizona, ha we talked about this before the uh, before we talked, right? Yep. I, I kept saying a lot of rumors about Arizona's going to draft CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver. He'll be a top 10 pick out of um, Oklahoma. Who did he play with? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray wanted CeeDee Lamb. Kyler Murray now has DeAndre Hopkins. So that number eight pick can be whatever they want. Why, if you're Houston, you don't ask for the number eight pick? So that you could draft CeeDee Lamb. Right. Jerry Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry Judy. Uh, or T. Higgins. These three players could possibly replace your DeAndre Hopkins. Not saying he's the same player, but so, uh, Jerry Judy reminds me a lot of Julio Jones. Why both, you don't do JJs, that? Yeah. Why don't you do that? And because Bill O'Brien cannot run a team. I understand. If he had a GM, maybe we'd be, we'd be talking about a different story. But he is the GM. And he bungled this trade. 
He bungles everything he touches. But this is the worst. This is putting your quarterback in danger. You surrendered two first-round picks for a left tackle. Well, he's been putting his franchise in danger since the moment they signed him as be as coach or general manager or or life coach or director of operations or whatever the hell else they're going to give him this year for being mediocre. If you don't trade him this offseason, if they don't trade him this offseason, value will go down because they're going to see what's on the field and he's going to be running wild and no team, no intelligent team is going to look at it and say, yeah, I'm going to give you a first-round pick. Because maybe his talent's still there, but the performance on the field is going to show absolutely nothing. And if you're Tennessee or Indianapolis, oh, no, let me backtrack that, not Indianapolis. If you're Tennessee, you can run away with this uh, this division. Because we, we, we've said our feelings about Phillip Rivers, and we know what Jacksonville's going to be. I just feel bad. I just feel bad for him. Yeah, hopefully he gets out of there. I honestly don't see him. I'd love to see it to be our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. But, I mean, who knows? Bavada's, I doubt it. I doubt it. But Bavada's not entirely wrong all the time. They're pretty good at their job. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. But 301 odds right now for Deshaun Watson to be New England Patriot 2021. Hopefully they know something we don't. It happens. That'd be that'd be something special. I don't think they'll have Trevor Lawrence because, like you said earlier, they're not going to. Belichick's not tanking. Anybody anybody's ever watched him coach knows he's not tanking for a player. So we wanted to wrap up with one unfortunate, disappointing news. Yep, unfortunately. Um, Travis Frederick, starting center for the Dallas Cowboys. All pro starting center. Oh uh, yes, sorry, all pro. Probably the number one center in the league if you yeah. I, I if you know what center's rankings are, I don't know, but I would say he's top. Part of that uh, great, great Dallas offensive line. I mean that was a first round pick. Jerry Jerry was close to drafting Johnny Manziel instead of drafting him. And it was his son and I think Jason Garrett kind of talked him into that. He's twenty nine years old, he's retiring from the league. Not from concussions. An autoimmune disease. Yeah. He had to fight through it the previous year. Didn't play. Played all 16 games this year. And he said because he wanted to come back and he wanted to perform at the top peak level. Mm-hmm. And he pl- came back. And he didn't he feel like he didn't play at the top level. And that's why he's stepping away. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that a, a player of his talent level... It doesn't sound like he wants to. Right. Uh, but, again, if it's what's best for him long-term, because he's going to get into his own head if he's not playing on top of his game, what he thinks he can play at. Yep. And that's going to be dangerous on the field. That could lead to other injuries. That could lead to generally just being miserable, which affects every aspect of your life on and off the field. So, I mean, if the guy, you know, if he came back – and, and and did his best and, and tried to overcome, you know, whatever it is he's dealing with. Wasn't able to, then I think it's smart for him to step away. It's like Andrew Luck. Andrew yeah. Luck left because he was miserable, because yep. he was just keep getting injured. This he is was different. Hurt. He couldn't play, up, couldn't play up to his up to par. I mean. And this is different. This is a different. This is not an injury. This is a disease he has. I'm assuming, with, I'm not a doctor, I'm assuming he'll have this for the rest of his life. If he can't play with it, play to the level he's expected to play at. There's no reason for him to to uh, 
continue playing if he's, he just doesn't feel like it. And he'll get, like you said, he'll get somebody injured. And unfortunately, unfortunately for the Dallas Cowboys, it came at this time. And I'm not going to, I don't want to rank on the guy for coming out on the no. 23rd of March instead of the 1st of March, stating that he should have, that he's retiring. Would have made a difference? Yeah, because there was a couple guys. Well, there's one. there was one really good center in free agency that got picked up. There are a couple other options. The Dallas Cowboys will have to get over it. They'll move on. They'll probably keep him in the fold as some special assistant to somebody because Dallas, if there's one thing Dallas is good at, is they keep – their ex players around. Yeah, Jerry Jerry considers his players like family. Yeah. So So if you don't burn the, like even if you burn the bridge, I think I think even Des Bryant would be welcomed in as like a special assistant. And he burned the bridge too. I'll tell you what, man, if you go over the last four or five years, players that had to retire early, whether it be disease, injury, just not wanting to risk injury. It's not just concussions. Either. No. You had a couple of guys who a couple of defenders from San Fran. I can't remember the kid's name now. Oh, Borland. Borland. He was, he was a, like he was a he was going to get a massive contract. He was a stud linebacker. Yeah, he was a stud linebacker. He was going to make a bank. Who was the other one? Didn't want to risk it. Just retired early. There's another one. He was he was top of the market too. Yeah, and I can't, I can't remember was it Bowman. No, not Navarro Bowman. Anyways, between him, I mean Andrew Luck, Lou Kinkley, and now you know Travis Frederick. Uh, I mean, if you're you're a football player, man, and you want to keep playing, appreciate every snap you get, because there may be somebody else who would really like to be in your spot, and, and they just can't be. That's uh. That's all I got. It's gonna wrap it up for us. Yep. All right. I had no transition from that, if you can't tell. So, as always, please let us know what you think of any of our topics. Ben, we're going to do that. Uh, they can go on Twitter. That's BenChrisTalkFO1. Or on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right. And if you can do us a favor, if you're listening to this show, whether it's your first time, 20th time, you've listened to every episode, if you like it, just share it with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Be doing us a big favor. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there, you know. Uh, indecision on what's going on. Maybe you're trapped in your house or you feel... Like you can't reach out to anybody, just to just turn us on for an hour, hour and a half. Take a listen. Like, yeah, not in like a weird way. Like, turn on the the, the radio or your phone or wherever you listen to the yeah, podcast. Just yeah, just just turn us on. And we've been talking. You talked about it before we uh, we started recording. Yeah. But we'd be willing to do if we had extra topics. We'd be willing to do an extra show or two. Give you, you something to, to listen it, yeah. to. In the meantime, you're you're kind of going stir crazy. You know, let us. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, if you know us. Text message. We're, we're listening. We're willing to talk. Yeah, more we're willing to, we're willing to talk. Yeah, if you're if you guys want to listen, so let us know. We want to help you out through this. We're. Uh, it sounds pretty cliche, but we are all in this together. We are. So for Ben, I am Chris. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.